New, new, new black, new, new black Wall Street book club. Evan Jefferson, brother, much love. Educating, elevating, because in knowledge is the power and we'll never give it up. <laughs> Literature is for the masses. Where to put your money down the how to watch your assets. Yeah, uplifting others is a passion. My brother Evan, he will turn it into action. New Black Wall Street Book Club. You should come read with come us. Read with us. Yeah, we comprehend and discuss. Yeah. If we all just come together, there's no limit for there's us. No limit for us. <laughs> Here comes your host, New Black Wall Street. Evan, take it away. New Black Wall Street Book Club. Welcome to the New Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. If you put it in a book, we absolutely will find it. I'm your host, ERGJ, your certified financial educator, CEO of ERGJ Enterprises, ERGJ Black Bazaar, and international best selling author of the book. The Black Billionaires Club. It's a study of black wealth. It's a study of the 12 richest black people in the world today and how they built their wealth. And I just believe that if you want to be wealthy, you should study wealthy people. We can find that book by going to the website www.theblackbillionairesclub.com www.theblackbillionairesclub.com You'll find that link in the description above or below. called decision and, and and we 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 one of the first things we, we simply have to decide to get rich or decide to be wealthy uh, I think what happens uh, kind of sort of is when you, when we make a decision then uh, then our actions can actually actually follow our decision in other words when you when you really say when you really truly you know decide to do something then you're going to automatically also decide not to do some things as well so there are some things that along your journey, you've uh, because of decisions that you made, you off you offset that by also at the same time countering that with things that you're no longer going to do. So, for example, if I'm saying, "Hey, I'm I'm serious. I'm I'm deciding to be wealthy." Well, then uh, you know I you know the the loose spending that I do is going to begin to you know begin to wane. Some of the stupid stuff that I do with money is going to begin to wane uh, because now I'm deciding. I got my focus on. Uh, accomplishing some task or some goal. So we're going to get into the master key to wealth today. The master key to wealth, New Black Wall Street Book Club, here today on this wonderful Wednesday. Let's read. If you ask the average person what it takes to become a millionaire, he or she would probably cite a number of predictable factors. Topping the list would be intelligence, inheritance, Contacts, hard work, ambition, persistence, and luck, to name a few. It may be difficult to dislodge the misguided belief, but my study of black millionaires reveals a critical skill that so many were forced to master prior to earning their millions. The the listed qualities can and eventually may play a role, but none is the sole source of wealth accumulation. Consider the following profiles. Compare each and observe how these men and women are united by a single common core the golden rule. Everybody put in the comments below the golden, the golden rule. Consider the words and deeds of Madam C.J. Walker, America's first black female millionaire. Walker's accomplishments as an inventor, entrepreneur, philanthropist are nothing short of amazing. Considering the time, oh, amazing. Considering the time in which she lived and the short stack she was dealt. Born four years after the abolition of slavery, she was orphaned, married, and widowed by age 20. She also suffered from a scalp condition that caused hair loss 
early 1900s, she began testing various homemade cures. And by 1905, she had developed a revolutionary hair care system aimed specifically at black women. And with that, this visionary blazed a new trail for black women. Not only did she offer products designed for women of color during a time when the rest of the market ignored this segment, she opened the door for a small army of women known as Walker agents to earn additional income pitching her products door to door. As the business grew, she embraced vertical integration, manufacturing the treatments in her own plants and selling them in company-owned beauty shops. Soon, she and her sales force were nationwide. A Black Enterprise feature, feature article of the skilled entrepreneur also highlighted her shrewd real estate investment. Says this, Walker owned properties in Chicago, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, St. Louis, and New York, including an apartment building overlooking Central Park. Her crown jewel, however, was Villa Luaro, a $250,000 20-room Georgian mansion of New York's Hudson on New York's Hudson River. True to her principles of black empowerment, she hired a black architect to design her elegant estate, which she which was located in the same community as those of the Rockefellers, Tiffany's, and Vanderbilt's. With her million-dollar fortune, a rarity for her race and gender, Walker gave as lavishly as she lived. There's no no royal flower, strong path to success. This entrepreneurial wizard admires. And if there is, I've yet to find it. For if I've accomplished anything, it is because I have been willing to work hard. I was raised at a time when everybody had something to do, and they did it. Don't sit down and wait for opportunities to come. Get up and make them. Get up and make them. Don't wait on opportunities to come. Get up and make the opportunities. When traveling across this vast continent, people are often impressed by the immense unutilized wealth contained in its unmined mountains, in its millions of acres of rich, uncultivated soil, in its dense forests of heroic proportions replete with every variety of timber and wood, and in its mighty waterfalls, resources as far as the eye can see and beyond the ability of human thought to estimate. But what of the incalculable amount of human faculty, of unused ability? of undeveloped mental power within the countless souls who are, use, who, are only, who are using only a fraction of their limitless possibilities. There are no wastelands except to the blind, no useless resources to those who know how to utilize them. The future never takes care of itself. It is taken care of, shaped, molded, and colored by the present. Our todays are what our yesterdays made them. Our tomorrows must inevitably be the product of our todays. Those who neglect opportunity and shirk responsibility do so at the peril of any possible financial attainment or advancement. So throw away your money, if you will. Waste, if you must. Your possessions, your homes, your or your resources, but never discard opportunity. No power, no force in the universe can restore to you its value or the possibilities for growth and accomplishment contained within. There are no longer any chances uh, for my generation, complained an inner city youth to John E. Barfield. The grandson of Alabama sharecroppers, Barfield graduated from Princeton University before entering Harvard Law School and built his high-tech pers- personnel firm with a string of blue-chip clients. But, but, it was, but it was by his father's side that he would master his greatest lesson. It was Barfield's father who launched the family business. In 1954, John Barfield went north to Detroit from Alabama and created a cleaning venture with his wife. At a time and place where African-Americans were given no quarter and fewer breaks, the hardworking Barfield saw their little enterprise grow. In 1969, the elder Barfield sold his cleaning business to the ITT Corporation for an undisclosed amount, 
and assumed his place in the Motor City as a respected entrepreneur with strong ties in both the black and white communities. 12 years later, with the company's revenue surpassing more than $4 million, a younger Barfield took the post of president while his father served as chairman. No chance, no opportunities, questioned Barfield's father. Here's a man who made his mark, although the world seemingly turned a cold shoulder. How quick we forget. In a land where a fatherless black boy has become president of the most powerful country on the face of the earth. Too many of us have forgotten that the key to success has been given to the weakest as well as the strongest. There's no need to search for opportunity. It's everywhere. And each day, more opportunities are being created. There's always work to be done, value to be created. The most common mistake we make is looking outside of ourselves for only what we can for what we can only find within. Wealth is no exception. It is a sorry day for our youth who cannot see opportunities where they stand. Like Paul during his darkest hour, they need only to unlock the door. Everybody put it on so unlock the door. Unlock the door. As I'm reading this, it's just reminding me of uh, not only as we talk about you know making opportunities for yourself, creating the things that you want uh, out of this life. You know, unlocking the door. It reminds me of what you said. You know, seeking you shall find, knocking the door shall be open. Unlocking the door. The door of opportunity is everywhere. The door of opportunity is everywhere. Don't just buy black, decorate black. ERGJ Black Bazaar is the Afrocentric marketplace, and we specialize in urban home decor. Anything from shower sets to wall tapestries to duvet cover sets, you can decorate your entire home with original black art-inspired gifts. Check us out at www.ergjblackbazaar.com, www.ergjblackbazaar.com. ERGJ Black Bazaar, the Afrocentric marketplace. We make group economics easy. One man found and used the key. How one man found and used the key. With neither capital nor influence, it is not an easy task to accrue great wealth in an undertaking that those around you believe to be both foolish and fleeting. But, if, but fortunately for the cause of human progress, there are brave spirits with determination and metal, enough to stand their ground and push even when the world opposes. There are no more interesting pages in biography than those that record how Barry Gordy Jr. took his first steps to, towards prosperity. Without his insight, there would be no baby love, no my guy, no let's get it on, and no Billie Jean. Moreover, there will be no temptations, no Diana Ross. No Marvin Gaye, no Stevie Wonder, no Gladys Knight, no Lionel Richie, and no Michael Jackson. Gordy opened a path into a, the white mainstream for black musicians and demolished the notion that black popular music was a passing fade. His ability to reach across the racial divide with a unique sound that would touch all people made him a historically significant figure. Never before had an independent record label like Motown produced so many hits with artists who walked in unknown and walked out stars. Armed with the dream and a $700 loan, Gordy proceeded to build the most successful independent label of the 1960s. Born during the Depression and reared in Detroit, he had been described as brilliant, charismatic, a genius, and highly driven. At the age of five, Gordy, the seventh of eight children, took classical piano lessons from his uncle. 
As a teenager and young adult, he worked in his father's small construction company, sold cookware, and applied and trimmed chrome on the assembly line at the Ford Motor Company. After a stint in the Army, Gordy returned to Detroit and launched his first venture, a record store, his initial foray into the world of music. Though the business failed, it made him want to be part of the industry even more. Gordy's big break came in the 1950s when he began writing songs for local rhythm and blues acts, acquiring a reputation as a songwriter and producer. It was against this backdrop that Gordy met an aspiring artist named William Smokey Robinson, who created a group aptly named The Miracles. Gordy soon became their manager. Together, he and Robinson forged a creative partnership and produced a number of hits. With the success of The Miracles, a stream of young, talented, aspiring artists found their way to Gordy's doorsteps. Soon, Marvin Gaye, The Temptations, The Supreme. Martha Reeves, Stevie Wonder, and the Four Tops created a foundation that would become that would become the Motown sound. An effective and efficient manager, Gordy created a competitive environment where every artist and group contended and vied with each other. The result of this strategy propelled the Motown label up the charts. The Motown sound had its roots in rhythm and blues, but it was Gordy's plan to appeal to listeners of all races and backgrounds. The, ta the ta label's tagline, The Sound of America, reflected the founder's desire to achieve widespread popularity. Gordy's move of his base to, of operations to Los Angeles in 1972 marked the end of an amazing era. Though the Motown label continued to flourish, uh, nonetheless, the music created during those golden years, sound, golden years sounds as fresh and energetic as it did the day it was produced. Gordy and his fellow wealth creators are the real achievers of our society. Their courage, determination, and belief in themselves to pursue their dreams and overcome obstacles cannot be overestimated. The greatest among us are those who revolutionize business, open opportunities for others, and change and challenge the way we think and live. Their impact is felt for generations. The lesson we deduce from their ingenuity, spirit, and courage are invaluable. If people are to achieve their financial goals, they must stand erect in spite of difficulties while others bow and tremble in fear. There's nothing magical regarding my success, Gory stated during an award ceremony. I refuse to give up or give in. In short, don't judge others by other standards. Develop your own. Don't get caught up in the trap of changing yourself to fit the world. The world has to change <clears throat> to fit you. We stuck to who we were at Motown and the world eventually came around. We stuck to who we were at Motown and eventually the world Came around. Motown Records, man. Barry Gordy, uh, you know, using the key, this, the master key to wealth to unlock doors in a time where a lot of doors seem to be closed for black people, right? Well, of a single purpose. New Black Wall Street Book Club. Let's read. There's no grander sight than that, than, than the there's no greater sight than the man or woman who is committed to a single purpose or aim, one aim. It is a divine purpose that gives meaning to life. It unifies all powers, binds them together, makes strong and united what, what, what was weak, separated and scattered. To be financially successful is to identify your mission and pursue it, to find your place and fill it. Individuals driven by unwavering aim are bound to win. The world stands aside and allows them to pass. Defeat ones, defeat only gives them new powers. Opposition only redoubles their efforts. Danger only increases their daring. 
regardless of what they what may come, sickness, poverty, or disaster, they never turn their eyes from their objectives. Even Christ knew that the single that a single idea rules life best when he taught, no man can serve two masters. No man can serve two masters. Let me read this again. We're gonna leave, we're gonna start right here. That's right. There's no grander sight than the man or woman who is committed to a single purpose, one aim. It is a divine purpose that gives meaning to life. It unifies all powers. It binds them together, makes strong and united what was weak, separated and scattered. To be financially successful is to identify your mission and pursue it. How many guys that are watching us live here uh, right now or maybe watching in the, uh, in, as a replay at some point in time, have you identified your mission and are you pursuing it? Have you identified your mission? Here, here's the interesting thing. For, for those that may, they may feel like they haven't identified their mission, I'm quite certain that those who are around you who are connected to you, they uh, they they recognize your mission. A lot of times it's, it's people see things in you that you might not see in yourself or you might not uh, come to the, uh, you know, uh, come to the, come it may not come out of you until you know later on down the, the down the road like your parents uh, you know friends that have been around your your people at high school or college or whatever people that have been been around you long enough that they they notice certain things that move you to greatness and if you're at this point in your life right now you still say i don't know why i'm here uh, maybe it's time to get with your circle of influence or circle your inner circle I uh, start having those conversations so they can tell you, man, here's what I see. I mean, here's what you've been doing your whole life. This, this, this is just part of who you are. Sometimes you got to start running for it, running, running from it. And it actually not only just identify, but then I would say also accept, uh, accept your mission, accept. Everybody putting God so accept. Sometimes accepting what's, what comes from within is, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a difficult thing to do when we're dealing with everything that is about accepting. Right. Some of you guys made strides in 2020 and said, hey, man, OK, man, we we accepting this thing. This is the route that we're going. It's full speed ahead. Right. To be financially successful is to identify your mission and pursue it. To find your place and fill it. Individuals driven by an unwavering aim are bound to win. The world stands aside and allows them to pass. Defeat only gives them new power. Opposition only redoubles their efforts. Danger only increases their daring. Regardless of what may come, whether it be sickness or poverty or disaster, they never turn their eyes from their objectives. Even Christ knew that a single idea rules life best. When he taught, no man can serve two masters. No man can serve two masters. That also reminds me of what he also said that, man, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Right, a double-minded man is unstable in all the way. Is it possible that uh, that that there are a few of you who are so uber talented and so complex in nature as we all are that you're that you're you're spreading yourself thin trying to do everything versus saying, you know what? Here's my niche. Here is my lane. Here's where I'm going to dig in. Here's where I'm going to go forward. Is it possible that that could be something for you? Because I know I'm connected to a lot of complex people. You know, they, some many of them call themselves multi or serial entrepreneurs, right? But um, you know, one thing at a time, and uh, and, and is it within your niche, right? I, I've had to scale back some. 
you know, for some things that, uh, you know, that might have been in my heart to do or might have been an idea for me to do, but it just didn't fit. And if it doesn't fit, if it does not fit, you must have quit. <laughs> if it does not fit, you must have quit. Master Key to Wealth, guys, power of a single purpose. There's more uh, to this. We'll pick this up tomorrow. This is the New Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. If you put in a book, we absolutely will find it. Now, I'm your host, ERGJ, your certified financial educator, and we invite you to join the Black Billionaires Club. Get connected with brothers and sisters who are serious about winning with money, serious about success, and super serious about helping you to accomplish your goals and to build your dreams. Check out the website at www.theblackbillionairesclub.com, www.theblackbillionairesclub.com. You can find that link in the description above or below. Make a decision to change the rest of your life. We'd ask that you would subscribe and support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help us sustain future episodes, to improve financial literacy within our community, and ultimately to help us to build the School of Wealth. To build an institution that will teach the next generation about money and your small monthly contribution can make all the difference well it says well we want to say thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the new black wall street book club we want you to remember this that it takes a village and it starts with us let's build as we climb together we all we got people and thank god that that's more than enough until next episode, you know what time it is. Mr. DJ, hit the music. New, new, new black, new. It's the new black Wall Street book club. With your host, Evan Jefferson. Evan Jefferson. It's time for us to go. Yeah. Now you ain't got to leave the computer, but we encourage you to get out there and learn and apply all the things you learn at the new black Wall Street. Book club, book club. Yeah.